With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Final score at the Stadion Strelnice, Celtic 4, FK Jablonic 2, as Ange Postacoglu chucks up his first one as Celtic manager. This is Tino from the Celtic Exchange. Tonight I'm joined by James. James, a six-goal thriller. Terrifying, eh? Terrifying and exciting. I would say that's Ange Ball truly arrived now. Uh, we've been expecting it for some time, and this is now what we're seeing. Um, I think we just need to be quite uh, cognisant of what's going on here, you know, the team in transition, all these things. A lot of negativity in the media already. Celtic have gone and won 4-2 away in Europe in a team that's making its way into transition and making its way out of transition. So, yeah, I, it, there's reasons to be cheerful and there's things that need to be fixed. But overall, it's a job done. Yeah, I'd agree with that. There's certainly, you know, good and bad and we'll, we'll cut through all of that over the next 20 minutes or so. But it's... Uh, there's definitely work to be done. I'd say both sides of the park, actually, but as I say, we'll cover that uh, over the next wee while. So we'll run through the starting lineup first of all. Um, obviously, a debut for Joe Hart, so he, he takes the position in between the sticks. Tony Ralston, near Beaton, stays in alongside Starfelt and Greg Taylor at left back. Midfield three, Sorrow, McGregor, David Turnbull. Up top, Abada, Kyogo coming in for his first start, and James Forrest. Any surprises there? Uh, there's a bit of ongoing surprise with what's going on with Christy Forrest maybe um, Christy Turnbull maybe you know two guys Turnbull and Forrest who for various reasons aren't firing on all cylinders um, and Christy's not getting the start there maybe some contract stuff who knows uh, other than that not really um, I've been screaming for Eddie to be dropped for long enough so glad the man- manager's starting to recognise that and the rest was kind of what you would have expected beat on at centre half for Welsh um, it's getting to the point now where Welsh is back in contention because Beaton is making mistakes game after game. Yeah, I think Welsh will be pretty annoyed not to feature ahead of, of Beaton, who's, who's just shown he's not capable for me in there. So, yeah, um, yeah I, you know, I think above the two of them, we need to be bringing somebody in. There's serious uh, you know, deficiencies all across the defence, really, but definitely in the centre as we're going to chat through. So Yeah, we need at least one centre-half, I would say. Yeah. At least one. So, obviously got off to a, a very good start. There was a, a very decent chance by David Turnbull around about the five-minute mark where he should really have done better uh, after some good work by Ralston. But we did take the lead uh, in the 10th minute. Uh, Abada, again, getting another goal. So, uh, obviously, he scored against Meachland. He did score against Hearts, but as we know, that was called off. But uh, good to see him back in the score sheet. And he seems to enjoy coming in from out wide. So, what did you see from that goal? Just a bad that's we've been seeing him showing this since he first kicked the ball for Celtic. He's I'm really delighted with how he's performed. Young guy, dropped in right at the deep end and it's not phased him at all. And that goal is just the result of everything he's been showing us since he since he started for Celtic. It's what I want to see more of from the other the other striking uh, players. Yeah. I think um, as well uh, definitely a guy that we give a lot of stick to, Greg Taylor, but Credit to him for the run he's made for that goal. So he's actually 
picked up the ball around about the halfway line, popped it wide to James Forrest, who's given him the return pass, and he's effectively cut it back from, you know, maybe five yards out for the byline. So he's, he's covered a lot of ground to get that across to Abada. Abada said his first bite at it. It's not quite uh, come off from, but it's spun back, and he's tucked it away. And it's good to see he's got good energy about him, hasn't he? Yeah, tons of energy and hungry, and knows where the goal is. You know, it's yeah, just delighted with what he's shown so far. Yeah. Um, obviously, we didn't have to wait too long uh, before the second goal, which we'll get in a second. But in between times, and I know it's early in the game, I've still found certainly a lot of frustration from James Forrest. I'll cover it more further on. But David Turnbull, he, he can't quite get himself going. I don't know if it's one of those, you know, they talk about second season syndrome. So even despite the struggles of last year, he was actually one of the shining lights. Um, but he doesn't seem to have hit the ground running this year. No, I totally agree. I don't know if the style of football, the formation, the strategy is, is, is fitting in with his style of play. Uh, I thought he was a standout last season in a team where it's quite easy to stand out, to be fair. But really disappointed in him so far, and I can't quite get my head around what's going on with him. Um, and I hope it's something we can get to the bottom of quickly, or we need someone else in there that's going to do the job. It, it's such a key job. If you're going to have what looks like McCarthy sitting in centre midfield, McGregor doing his job, we need a Turnbull type beside him doing his job. Yeah, so we, we need to address that very sharply. Yeah, we do. And I, I think and hope it will be David Turnbull. I've, you know, got real high hopes for him. I think he's a brilliant player. I see some guys criticising him online, and I just think it's very unwarranted. I believe he's still only played something like 80 games in senior football, so he's still learning, he's still a young man, and I do think he'll kick on to higher heights. But at the moment, there's no doubt he's not quite at himself. And I wonder if just taking him out the firing line for a Christie or, or whoever, there are options now, might be a better move. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, just not in, a, in any punishment or in any way to deflate him, but just to say, you know, let's get back to training, get him working the drills in training and, you know, lead him back in once he's more comfortable with it and he's shown what he can do. Because I agree with you, I think he's a, an outstanding young talent and it's one that I really want to see at Celtic for a long time. Yeah, and I don't think it should be pitched as him being dropped. It's just part of his development. You yeah. take him out the firing line, you allow him to catch his breath and get himself back together, and you maybe bed him back in again yeah. uh, in a couple of games' time. He's, he's not a full season back from a you know potentially career-ending injury, so we need to bear that in mind as well. Yeah. Um, so, on to the second goal. Uh, brilliant to see it from uh, Furuhashi. So, this is where Beaton does some good stuff. He steps forward into the, the Jablonics uh, half, plays a very nice through ball and for Furuhashi it's about two things first touch second touch takes it brilliantly in his path for the first and just dinks it nicely over the goalie for his uh, his first Celtic goal yeah you, you know the fear on when you see sign a player that you don't know an awful lot about you're relying on the YouTube reel and you know the fear is that it doesn't quite turn out as well as the YouTube reel shows that goal I saw maybe a dozen of those in his YouTube reel just like you say, first touch, second touch, and just a real deft touch as well. Knew, knew where the goalie was, knew where the goal was, and dealt with it. Yeah, I thought it was great. So that'll give him a, a huge boost um, and hopefully kick him on to, to better things. Um, it's frustratingly, and it seems to be you know a bit of a, a hallmark of the early and stuff, is that despite looking very comfy at that point, doing some great things going forward, we've then conceded a goal just two minutes later, and it's a very basic ball. Turnbull's not covered himself in glory when the ball's come out of the sky. He's not really challenged. Their guy's shown a bit more intent. It breaks to their centre mid, who's played a kind of hopeful, side-footed, lofted pass through the middle. 
and the guy just takes himself off, Ralston first, uh, and then beat on, and he finds himself in a ridiculously easy position where he's he's effectively something like six yards out, and all he has to do is just put his foot on it, and it's by Hart. I can't blame Hart for it, and he, he was in a bit of no man's land type position, but I don't think he could win by coming out for that one. So, but it was just just such a cheap goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, you know it's, it's fair that you mentioned Hart there. Um, Hart must be looking at both goals tonight that he's lost and thought, well, I've never played behind a defence like this before. This is pretty new. Yeah. Um, but what it goes back to like something we spoke about last week or at the weekend. This is personnel. You're talking to guys there, Ralston and Beaton, for various reasons. Neither of which should be playing first team football for Celtic, and in a month's time, I don't think either will be playing first team football for Celtic. So. You can overanalyse that goal. At the end of the day, if you put a solid centre half and a solid right back in there, that doesn't happen. So maybe less said, best mended. Maybe so. I mean, you could talk about trying to coach that kind of stuff out them, or you could just deal with the problem by replacing them in the team. And I think that's absolutely the way that will go. Um, so yeah, but disappointing, obviously, to concede the goal. I think it was Pilar uh, with the finish. Beyond that, you know, even as we kind of head towards half time, there's still good chances. I think McGregor's dragged one wide. Abadis had a very similar chance to the the goal that he actually scored. David Turnbull's had another shot wide. So creatively, we are we are scoring chances, but there's no doubt that we're we're conceding right, left, and centre. You know, there's always space. It, it feels like an hour half and an hour third were wide open. Part of it is, as you say, that's part of the Ange Ball system. Uh, whether it's Ralston cutting inside and Taylor, you know, doing the inverted fullback thing, it do, does leave us wide open, and we do concede quite a bit of possession, don't we? We do, and you've got to be mindful of the opposition here as well. This isn't top draw stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Hartson said after the game, these guys will, you know, these deficiencies will see you get punished when you're playing a higher level. Um, so as much as we good creative play, you've got to be mindful of the opposition. And as much as they didn't punish us for losing the ball, better teams will. Yeah, I think. There's no doubt they are a very limited side. I think they came third in the Czech League last year behind Sparta and Slavia Prague. Um, commentator says they're unbeaten in eight games at home. I'd like to see who they're playing because they weren't particularly impressive. And that's all the more galling that we're conceding chances to teams who are limited. It does give you the concerns that better sides will punish us. So definitely something to be aware of. Um, going into the second half, so obviously very early on, I think it was the 47th minute, Kyogo blazes over, a, a very big chance. I can see what he's trying to do. You know, there's a couple of bodies in front of him. He's just trying to uh, hit it, you know, high into the net, but should probably do better. I just think he was slightly slow to react. He didn't seem to be on his... The ball looked like it was drifted out. He didn't seem to be on his toes for any scraps. And, you know, your six-yard box striker definitely is on his toes at that point for whatever comes his way. Um, I think if he'd been a split second sharper, he wouldn't have been leaning back as much. So, yeah... yeah he was in a good position, but but not quite the finish we were after. Yeah, one thing about Kyogo, despite you know only getting the one goal, he could maybe have got that one and, and maybe a couple of others. But he he constantly makes the right runs, and the pundits picked up on it at half time. Uh, you know, as a striker, you can make that run ten times and maybe only get it once, and that'll be the one that puts you in to win the game. So you've got to continually make it. It also makes space for other guys, and you can see that Abada getting in. Uh, you know, was was reaping the benefits of that, but it's encouraging to see how intelligent he is as a player. There's no doubt, as you say, you can see it from you know the YouTube reel, and I know, I know they can be misleading, but he he is a smart player. He's got a clever touch, and he'll only get better. You know, once he finds his feet in a Celtic shirt, won't he? Yeah, and for for guys that make the right runs, your teammates love to see that. They love to look up and go, "I've got an option." 
and it's something we heard uh, at the weekend talking to people were talking about Aidan McGeady and what he spoke of uh, James McCarthy when he started playing with him at the Ireland team he said you looked up and he was always there so if we're going to see not just you know Kyogo doing that but McCarthy doing that it starts to relax the team a bit because they know that they're always going to have a couple of options yeah I think Sorrow is doing his very best to get James McCarthy a start on Sunday. Aye, aye. It's, uh, we've said it before, he's coachable. He's not ready, he's not finished, he's coachable. He's a guy to have on the bench just now and see what we can develop there. It might be nothing, it might be something. I suspect it'll be something. I don't think he's, he's a guy we should be writing off, no. but he's also not a guy we should be playing first team. Yeah, I don't think he's a finished article by any stretch. He has some good moments and some questionable moments and I think there was more of that tonight I mean he, he isn't alone and I, I don't want to dwell on the negatives but you know at times Beaton's trying that World Cup through ball and just left backs just stepping on to cut it out yeah. Greg Taylor gave it away cheaply several times um, he eventually got himself booked actually uh, around about the 54th minute poor touch by him and then he's lunging in and picking up a what I would say is a needless yellow and there's still a lot of anxious moments at that time however you know to deal with that anxiety Upstairs, James Forrest. Um, we've always had strong words on James Forrest in recent times, um, but he scored an important goal at key key time in the game. So 64th minute, it's good work by Abada. Again, he's on his left foot, cuts in, gets a shot away with his right. It breaks to Forrest. Is definitely right place at right time, and he tucks it away nicely. And he has done a lot of that. There's no doubt. We've spoken about his stats, despite you know what I think were further frustrations from him tonight. He's got a very important goal there. It's a crucial goal because it just starts to give you that wee bit of a gap, one which we managed to close ourselves later on. But at that point in the game, a gap was was very welcome. And like you say, it's, it's right place, right time. And an experienced guy uh, like James Forrest knows where he should be. I think some of the frustration comes from when he doesn't do the things that we know he can do. Um, special mention, I suppose, to this week's guest blogger in Celtic Exchange, Rooster67, who asked us to give him a bit of patience you know he's coming back from injury himself as much as I've seen about Turnbull earlier on um, and he's been vilified tonight with uh, a goal and an assist yeah it definitely has so that was his uh, 101st European game for Celtic so regardless what you think of James Forrest that's a phenomenal record and um, yeah you know as I say there's loads of stats that tell you how impressive he's been but you know you can see it with your own eyes as well tonight gave up possession you know several times but I don't want to dwell on that. Credit to him. Decent goal. 3-1 Celtic. At that point, you should be home and host. I actually think at 2-1, I've said uh, that, you know, kidding on and all that stuff, this game could end up 5-2 to Celtic. I was nearly right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, most games that Celtic are playing over the next six weeks, you could be a bit of a shout for that because Ange Bottle is here. Yeah. Um, so after the goal, they've made a triple substitution. Edward, Rodgers and Christie come on. Kyogo, Turnbull and Abada go off. Okay with that, you know, it's a chance at 3-1 to maybe stretch the game. You think Christie and Edward might go on to help you win 4-1, 5-1. But it didn't quite play out like that and it was all a wee bit scrappy um, in the middle of the park. The game kind of lost its flow at that point as it can often do with, with subs, don't you think? Yeah, you know, if the team's clicking into a flow and that does disrupt things, and there's very well justified reasons for making those subs. Um, but Edward's a big disappointment for me. Um, you know, is he starting to play himself away from the subs bench as much as he's played himself out the first team now? Because if he's going to come on and do that, there's kind of no point. Mm. Um, it also begs the question, obviously the striking berth is one that we need to seriously 
uh, address it also really begs the question as to what are Yeti doing in training or what he's not doing in training because he just he just has not featured it and that's that's despite Ange giving him a wee boost at the start of pre-season making him captain for a, a game or maybe two games and since then he's he's, he's gone backward at an alarming rate he's, I don't know if he's featured competitively for Ange just yet actually in four games no, no he hasn't um, he was given the platform he was given the opportunity and he didn't take it for me uh, if you get a combined 20 million for those two guys and you sign a couple of five million pound strikers you've got to be delighted yeah um, one thing I did note around about the 75th minute and I think it's important is a particularly heavy challenge went in on Greg Taylor and we've spoken about in terms of team spirit and mental fortitude and different things about it's important to get around your teammates when things like that happen show a bit of unity show a bit of team spirit and it was good to see Ryan Christie stand up uh, for Taylor at that moment he you know, got in the guy's face and just backed his mate up as, as you would expect but we've not seen enough of that and I would like this Celtic team to, to do more of that going forward. You know James McCarthy will do that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think Starfelt will do that. Um, you know, And maybe we'll bring a couple more leaders into the team as well. But it's important. I think Hart will be vocal for us. And I think we need leaders. But, you know, Christie's shown himself there as well as a guy who's got something about him. As I say, whether he, he remains at Celtic is a different question. But it's good to see that kind of behaviour, isn't it? When you don't see that, your opposition see that you're not doing that. And they think, well, I can just do this you know, at, at my leisure because I'm not getting any hard time for it. There's no backing up and you know, just being a good teammate. You know yourself in the football you've played. You've got to be right on the spot for that and let them know that it's not going to be left unchallenged. You know, I think they stopped under Rogers. You know, a lot of nice guy football stuff, and teams are walking over the top of us for that, and it's got to change. Yeah. I think James McCarthy will lead that change. I think that'll definitely be a thing of the past. And um, as I say, it's not about going about and being thuggish and swinging elbows and squaring up to guys. It's just about protecting and defending your mates and showing a bit of unity. So hopefully we see that uh, moving forward. So as we get to the eighth minute, Charlie Mulgrew on the commentary comments that were uh, really comfortable at this stage in the game. Had to disagree with Chico. I thought at that point we were giving it away quite a lot. And even despite the scoreline um, at that time, 3-1, we still looked a wee bit ropey and lo and behold, in the 85th minute, we just looked wide, wide, wide open uh, in the inside right channel. I think at that point, uh, Ralston possibly was in that inverted fullback position, but it's one basic ball into that channel. Again, I don't blame Hart at all. He's in a you know, very challenging position, whether they come or, or whatever. Starfelt has managed to get back but made a very poor attempt at making any sort of challenge. The guy, credit him, you know, pitching wedge and all that stuff, has a very nice dink over the goalie, and it just slows him at the back post. It is a really decent finish, but again, it's just such a cheap, cheap goal. Yeah, um, and I agree with you, you know, Charlie McGrew saying, oh, you know, it's all looking comfy. I'll never be comfy as long as we've got that defence. Let's give Starfield a pass, another generous pass. Um, until he settles in, but the other three should be there. So, yeah, I'll, I'll never be comfortable as long as those guys are, are my back four. Um, like I say, given Starfield a pass. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like you say, credit the guy for his finish. You know, a really great finish. Hart can do anything about that. Um, so, it's just sloppy. It's got to change, but it's personnel changes that are going to affect that. Yeah, I'd also like to think Starfield will come good after a, you know a few more weeks 
training under Ange and getting his sharpness up and working at Lennox Town. I mean, the games do come thick and fast, that's the thing, but um, I think and hope he will be a quality operator. But he's had a couple of shaky moments so far, so hopefully he can shake them off uh, and get back to the kind of form that we've signed them for. Um, hopefully that's not too far away. So as I say, 85th minute, 3-2, and all of a sudden, you know, what's looking like a comfortable night away in Europe is another sweat up. At that point, you're thinking, is Ange going to have to wait further for this one? Are they going to equalise late on? But, to be fair, we broke forward. Um, I think it was Ralston with a quick throw. Forrest has uh, put it across to the front post on the volley. And a very good finish for the diving header by Ryan Christie. Yeah, and a brave header as well. You know, not, not, not something you would necessarily expect from Christie, but he is a hungry player. You know, he, he knows instinctively where to be. And he, he got on the end of that really well. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Here's me giving James Forrest a hard time. He'll turn around and tell me, hold on a minute, mate, I've got my goal, I've got my assist for Christie, and I've also played a serious part in the first goal. What are you talking about? And uh, he might be right at times, but as I say, good stuff mixed with nonsense at times from James tonight. But as I say, 4-2, it's it's an important goal because it allows a bit of breathing space. Listen, I'd rather you know win 4-2 and then, then regroup and try and correct these errors when you get back on the training field and concede uh, late equalisers and things like that. So you would accept that. But it, it is frustrating, you know, that we've not managed to keep any sort of clean sheet and we've conceded cheap goals. Yeah, there's an argument to say that 4-0 could paper over some cracks that we definitely have. I don't think Ange is daft enough to allow that to happen, but 4-0 looks like, well, the defence is all sorted, this will be great. So losing those goals for the same reasons we've been losing goals just underlines that there's the work is still to be done and we can't take our foot off the gas when it comes to making those signings that are so crucial to success for Celtic this season. Yeah, I think you maybe learn more about yourself when you are making those mistakes and that allows you to then correct them, whether it be by replacing the personnel or changing the system or the coaching or whatever. So yeah, maybe not a bad thing. I love your optimism and your silver line outlook there. Huh. Um, so what we've got now, going back to Celtic Park next Thursday, is a full house, which is brilliant. So that was announced today and it'll be great to be there and we should be there next Thursday night, which will be brilliant. What do you see uh, happening in that return leg? I think the full stadium is such a big factor. Um, for a team that's just starting to gel, some guys that have never played at Celtic Park at all, and some guys that have never played at Celtic Park with a full crowd on a European summer's evening, uh, that's a big factor in, in itself to show them the size of the club they've come to and the support they can look forward to enjoying. And it's another competitive game for the team to, to gel together. I think we've got, we spoke about it before, I think there's some, some good trainers in our team that shouldn't be in the first 11. And I'm just starting to find those guys out, guys who were getting a bit of action pre-season. And then as soon as they put them into competitive football, they crumbled under pressure, Barkas being the obvious example. So it's another competitive game. Like you said, games are coming thick and fast and the thicker and faster the better for me because it just starts to bring this team together and also you know keep highlighting the the shortfalls and where we need to make those key signings although I don't think there's there can't be anyone in Celtic's football department that doesn't know where we need to strengthen yeah I would doubt that um, but yeah I think what we're seeing with each passing week as well and obviously with this week's news about Hart and McCarthy the squad is getting stronger and all of a sudden Ange does have a bit more depth to call on Against Michelin, he had zero on the bench. He had nothing that he could look down and say, right, he can do my turn. At least tonight, he's looked down and he's got 
Christy, Edward, to a lesser extent Rogic. We've not got enough time to cover him tonight, but Anne seems keen to fit him in, but he doesn't look like he's offered much at this moment in time. But by the by for now. But the bottom line is there are more options. Angie said he still wants another two or three signings. So all of a sudden, by the end of the window, which is you know still a few weeks away, the picture could look very different for Celtic. Yeah. Nothing's really changed apart from Hart coming in for me. Um, so it was goalie, left back, right back, striker. Now it's left back, right back, striker. Maybe two if you let a Jetty go, which I think we should. Yeah. So hopefully uh, we get more good news in the coming days, and Anne can really start to to make this squad his own. Final question for you, James. <laughs> Dare I ask for a, a scoreline prediction next Thursday? Hmm. <laughs> I think I've got one of these right so far. Uh, I'm going to give Hartley's first or his second clean sheet because he got one Sunday. Uh, 3 0 Celtic. Yeah, I just, I think the score lines for Celtic could be absolutely anything at this moment in time. I'm going to go for 5 1 Celtic. Um, I just don't think we've got a clean sheet on us just now. So uh, I'll take note of that and we'll see how right or wrong we were this time next week. So Celtic now take a two goal cushion back to a full Celtic part next Thursday and it should, should be a more comfortable result on that night. Next up, though, is Dundee in the league on Sunday, and we'll be there with you for that one. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.